Today on the Believer's Voice of Victory, Gloria and Kelly Copeland show that the greatest blessing of your Christian walk is fruit by fellowship. Become involved in what Christ is doing through the church worldwide. Here's Gloria. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Kelly's back with us today talking about the fruit of the Spirit. It is so vital to your well-being. Why? Because if you have the fruit operating out of you, you've got patience, goodness, kindness, love. What is it you don't understand about how great a life that would be? You don't have to get mad and frustrated. So give us some more, Kelly. We like it. Well, I was going to save this for next week, but I had the Lord speak to me this morning and I just thought it was so good. It's like... I'll probably say it again just because it's so that's good. A, that's permissible. <laughs> um, we are not stuck. This is the good news of what we're talking about today and talking about oneness. If you weren't with us yesterday, we're talking about oneness with Jesus produces these things. To try to walk in the fruit of the Spirit as a work of the flesh doesn't work. Paul Can't said, Paul's like, I'm shocked that y'all would go back to that. After having been delivered from the work of the flesh, why would you try to go back to the yeah, flesh? Amen. So a lot of times we try to bring, like, I'm going to walk in love with this person. No, 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 no. I mean, if that's all you can do, then do your best like that. But he said this morning to me, we're not stuck in life with our own abilities. We're not stuck in this life living it out with what all we have. Like Paul talked about, we read yesterday, he, he said, I, I used to, I could boast in myself. I used to, you know, I was this, I was the, the Hebrew, the Hebrews, I was all these things. I was the greatest uh, Pharisee. I was this, I was that. But he said, it's all nothing compared to knowing, experiencing the knowing Jesus. Amen. All the things that you can do, all the abilities that you have are nothing compared to knowing him. And they are nothing in your life. I mean, the results of everything you can do equals nothing compared to what the Spirit of God does in you when you become intimate with him, when you become one with him. We read yesterday about his explosive resurrection power in our life when we have that oneness with him. That's the result. So the result of oneness with him is the fruit of the spirit. It's not something you have to strive for, to earn, to gain. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to have self-control. Do you know, I read in here that self-control is not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save that one, but self-control, it really should be translated something different. And I'm not going to tell you what it is right now. I'm going to hold that. Mm. Um, so you have to keep watching. But what he said, we're not stuck in this life with our own abilities, with our own love, with our own joy, our own peace, our own ability to, to make things okay in ourselves. Because I'm telling you, things happen sometimes. There's nothing in you. If you don't have the fruit of the Spirit, if you don't have that relationship with Jesus, there's nothing left to come out of it with. And people struggle. I mean, people get on drugs to help them with things. People commit suicide because they can't see the way out. People do all kinds of things. Sadly, Christians um, follow in that trap as much, not as much maybe, but as well as sinners, people that don't have Jesus. When I say sinner, it's not about the sin. It's about the fact that you don't have freedom from sin. 
But Jesus came not to condemn you for that. I'm not here to condemn you for that. I'm here to give you Jesus because he came to release us from all of the control of those things. Even we are not stuck with the fruit of our own feelings, mom. We choose. We choose. And you know, I've even had this revelation lately that I haven't bounced off of you yet. So feel free to comment on this but I really believe it's the truth. Okay. You know, we, I, I've grown up learning to not be led by my feelings and that's 100% right. I had fallen into a place, I think, where I would rebuke, like if I felt fear, I'd rebuke the feeling of fear. That's different than rebuking fear. I should be grateful for the feeling of fear because if fear is there and I didn't feel it, I'd be in trouble. If doubt is there and you don't feel it, you don't know it, you're in trouble. So I quit rebuking feelings and I started rebuking the actual existence of fear, not the fact that I felt it. Because if it's there, you want to feel it so that you can do something about it. And that is what our feelings are for. If we begin to understand when you feel fear, God is telling you, you need to do something because there's some fear there because you felt it. Isn't that good? Mm, it I'm enables us. <laughs> <laughs> but by the feeling of it, God gave us feelings. He's the one who put that in us as informants. Our feelings are to inform. Our feelings our physical feelings inform us something's going on. That's hot. Um, our inside feelings, our soul feelings inform us. You've got some doubt. You've got some fear. You've got some anxiousness. You've got whatever that feeling may be. And when it's something that needs to be resisted, it's not the feeling of it you want to resist. It's the, th- it's the actual fear. It's the actual doubt. You want to take care of it. So I began realizing this, that we are not stuck with the fruit of our own feeling. Like when I feel fear, if you feel fear, but you don't have the oneness with Jesus to have the fruit of the spirit in your life, you're stuck with the fear. You're stuck with that fear, but we're not like that. We've been given his presence on the inside of to live out of. So for every feeling that you have, there's a savior. For every negative feeling, I should say, there's a savior. Because, you know, there are positive feelings. You don't have to resist all of them. Sometimes it's just like you feel the love of God and you're like, thank you, Lord. That was, that was a blessing to me because you felt the love of God. He loves you whether you feel it or not. But I have noticed that the more in his presence I am, the more I experience his love for me. The more I put my time in his word as a not as a duty, because you're not going to feel a whole lot but frustration if you're doing it as a duty. But when you do it as a oneness with Him, this is how I hear from His well, that, Word. All those things are the fruit of the Spirit. As you, as you spend time in the Word, you're spending time with the Lord, spending time in the Spirit. It's like Mary. And you recognize, then you begin to recognize the things that are not, you, you don't have to live with. Right like sickness, disease. You don't have to be sick because he bore your sickness. So you just, you grow up. And the fruit of the Spirit is not a law. It's not sets of laws, but it's 
it's a re it is the result of your time with the Lord and your knowledge of what he says, your fellowship with him. And we yield to the, so we don't, we don't, if the fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, so we don't yield to strife and we don't get upset and mad. If somebody does something wrong to us, we forgive them so we can go free. That's a lot, that is the fruit of the Spirit. And it's very healthy. Walking in love is a very healthy, much more healthy than being in strife and unforgiveness. And if you've got something against somebody, forgive. That's what the Bible says. Forgive if you have anything, all it says, against anybody. We're to forgive. Yeah, but you don't know what they did. I don't know what they did now. I don't care. But I know what they're doing to you now. They're putting you in a place where you're vulnerable. So we forgive. That's the best place we can be is to forgive and let it go. Amen? Well, that, that's, you hit the nail on the head. And, and when you're, people are saying, well, I'm trying to forgive, then you're not doing it out of the fruit of love and forgiveness. You're doing it out of your own ability and, you know, check marks to you for understanding that you need to do it, but you're going to struggle with it if you're doing it in the flesh. And roll the care of it Absolutely. Over and then realize, okay, if I'm not forgiving this person, then I'm not, I need to spend some time with my Savior about that and let Him pull that out of me. Because the lovely thing about him is when you go to him with something like this, just like we talked yesterday about Martha serving in the kitchen and her, she, he got onto her for her cares and her distractions. But Mary, he said, had chosen the thing that was needful and to her advantage and he wouldn't be taken away from her. But as we go to him like Mary, to sit at his feet, to hear his word, mom, he will not, you know, there's some unhealthy people in this world. There are some unhealthy people you think, I have to forgive them for something new every day. And some That's people, true. you know, you can separate from. That's right. You can, like, uh, and then some people are in your family or they're, they're there and, and they're always going to be around. And <laughs> you have to remain healthy and in a good place, even though they're around. That's but true. what I found about the Lord is, not only will he put the forgiveness in you, it's already in you, but he will, he will, his presence, time in his presence will bring that out of you. And he'll begin to pull things that don't belong out of you in his presence. I mean, when you're one with him and you're spending time with him, he will do that, but he'll also lead you in a way where you stay healthy, where you, you know, you turn the care of someone else and what they're doing over to him, that's up to him, but he will allow you to stay in a heart healthy place where it's not just that you're forgiving, but you now remain, then you begin to be untouched by what they might try to continually do. You stay in a good place. That's right. Because he's leading you. He's not just about you forgiving, get forgiving and then just keep getting beat up. He's going to get, whether it's emotionally, mentally, verbally, or just somebody just is unloving and uncaring, he will begin to save your situation. Amen. So, I, I, and I had him do this to me uh, recently where he just 
began talking to me about something I didn't even realize I was carrying. And he was talking to me about forgiveness. Well, when he talked to me about it, it was the easiest thing to do because he, it, his faith was engaged in me being free from it as more than mine was. I didn't even know I needed you know, to do it. the scripture says to count it all joy when you fall into different tests and trials. Well, that's what you did when you fell in. You, you counted it, what? You counted it as not important. You should have counted it if, anyway as, I forgive, that's mm -hmm. over. I'm not taking it anymore. I, mean, I don't mean I'm not taking the uh, uh, trouble that that caused me. I'm not taking the care of that anymore. I roll it over on the Lord. I forgive that person. If you, if you don't forgive the person that did you wrong, you're still carrying the care of it and it's still going to cost you because faith and joy work together. And uh, faith and unforgiveness don't work together. Mm -mm. So we forgive if we have, this is a great scripture, covers everything. Forgive if you have ought. Forgive if you have anything against anybody. What happens then? You go free. You don't have to, you don't have to feel bad about it. You don't have to be mad about it. If it comes back to you, you just say, I've forgiven that. I don't carry that care. I don't have odd against anybody in Jesus' name. Now, that's love. That's what love does. And love, here, here's the key too. Faith works by love. So if you're going to be in, in unforgiveness, you're not able to be in love at the same time. You forgive if you have anything against anybody you go free, glory to God. You don't have to take it. You don't have to put up with it. You don't have to think about it. I forgive <laughs> and that's it. And the, Bless them, Lord. The absolutely awesome thing is when you're in his, when you're this determined and you're in that oneness place with him and you keep him in front of your eyes and yeah, not looking at this, but keeping him in front of your eyes, He'll diagnose the thing for you. Yeah. And there's just something that happens when he talks to you about it. It just seems like, yeah, okay. And you let go of things. When you That's allow right. him, we talked the last time we were on the broadcast, we talked about letting him diagnose you. Like he diagnosed Mary, when, uh, Mary Martha, we talked about yesterday. He diagnosed her and he, he told her what was wrong. Well, when he does that with us, we can receive that and, right. and let go of things that have been hard for us. So, Mom, that's, we can't live this life without walking in love. Mm -mm. Faith I, works by, by love. love. You don't forget that. The don't and forget it. God is love. Jesus is the expression right. of love, and He's in us. And when, But we think, oh, I've got to walk in love. I've got to walk in No. Just walk in Him. Just Stay say, I him. yield to love. I yield. Love, yes. joy, peace, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. You have that if you're born again. Not all that fruit. You may not be yielding to it, but all that fruit is available if you'll find out about it and yield to it. Let it, let it tell you what to do. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. We were reading in Philippians 3 
this picks up, and we, we read yesterday, um, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation in verse 10. You know, my doing right is by the grace of God, I will fully experience oneness with Jesus and the explosive power of his resurrection working in me. Mm-hmm. That's how I do right. Not because I'm going to do right, but by his explosive power That's working in me, it propels me. The Bible says the love of Christ compels me. You know, everything in me that's him, that I spend time with him, he develops. He can develop it sure. when I am. Right. And it's not, it's yes, it's praying. Yes, it's reading the Bible. But mom, I tell you what, my worship has increased. My first open door to this new life with him, with him was beginning to talk to him about showing me where I needed to change, allowing him to come in and talk to me about me. That can be one of the hardest things. And why is it? Why is that so hard to let God talk to you about you or even somebody else? Why is it so hard to let someone talk to you about the, the, what's difficult about dealing with you? That's a hard place for most That's people. That's called correction. I know. I was trying to phrase <laughs> it another way. Like it. People don't like it, but, but why? It's a blessing. It's, it it's, is. It's really a blessing to be corrected. And even if somebody's misperceived what you meant by what you said or whatever, don't you want to know if what you said hurt somebody? You know, and sometimes it's not delivered in the most caring way. But you know what? You can always take that to the Father and say, Lord, is there something in this that I need to see? But when you're willing to not be right in your own ability to be right. Yeah, and refuse to have anything against anybody. That's scripture. Yeah. And let the Lord work things out. Let him point out things to you. Allow other people the time and the grace to change. That's between them and Jesus. But when the Lord works on you, you realize, you know, why the, is it so hard for me to be wrong? I am human. Jesus came because I am human. We have all, may have already said this, but this is a key scripture. Judge yourself and you'll not be judged. Yes. So that's what we, we're supposed to do. When we walk out of love, when we do things that aren't right, we're supposed to judge ourselves, repent, fix it, and that way judgment doesn't come on us. But if you just keep going with an old unforgiving idea against somebody and you refuse to let go, you'll begin to have symptoms of sickness, disease, poverty. You open the door for the curse Mm. when you don't walk in love. So we can do that. We can do this. Remember the, the, I think the Amplified says, love is not touchy, fretful, resentful, pays no attention to a suffered wrong, does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Now let that be a standard to you and to all of us. Be quick to forgive. Somebody does you bad, you just be quick to forgive. That's so good, Mom. And you go free. Well, what about them? They did me wrong. They're not your problem. Right now, you're your problem. You got to forgive. It's just that simple. There's no way around it. We can forgive. We have the power of forgiveness because we have the love of God shed abroad in our heart. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we're going to practice it. 
Well, when you practice it, and uh, you know, Mom, even when you said judge yourself, we don't even have to do that by ourselves. We just, to judge ourselves, we present ourselves to Him. And He'll say, yeah, mm-mm, don't like that. I mean, look at Revelation 3. He said, love this about you, as He's talking to the church. Love this, don't like this. That's like this about you, but you need to fix this. This is going to get you in trouble. So we present ourselves to Him. It's not hard. It's the most... I don't even know how to describe it in my life, how he's just pulled things out that were not good, but it was, it was easy in your worship. So spending time with him is judging yourself and putting yourself in front of him to say, show me, um, making changes, making changes that he puts in front of your life, but you've got the empowerment on the inside to change your entire world. He has empowered you to change your family. And you know, most families change from one, it's like one decision made in one person's life in a family will begin to, it's like a snowball effect in a person's life and then a family's life and then a village's life and then a culture and, and then a the world. Result, the love of God, love of God shed abroad in our hearts. Hallelujah. And remember, love never Glory to God. Kelly and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.